Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. But Romantic Warrior, he's well clear in the Hong Kong Cup. He's three lengths over Money Catcher, Denon the Kid. He is the perfect racehorse, Romantic Warrior. And he's now a Hong Kong Cup winner. Romantic Warrior by five for James McDonald. Bella Nipatina takes the lead. Kicks clear, two lengths, Rothfire. And best of Bordeaux streaking away. Bella Nipatina and boy, doesn't she deserve this? Bella Nipatina four lengths. And Zaki joined by Animo, who looks destiny in the face. At the 150, Animo takes the lead from Zaki. Alligator Blood on Thunderstruck. But it's Animo clear. G'day and welcome back to the Racing Previews podcast. We've had a couple of weeks hiatus over Christmas and the New Year, but we're back. It's Magic Millions week and we're very keen and excited to get into things. Joining me as always is Nick McGualter and Will Alford, but we've also got a special guest on tonight, Dean Watling of the Barrier Attendant fame, and he's also on SEN Track. Dean, thank you for coming on again. Thanks for having me, fellas. It's an exciting week to revamp and hopefully you've had a nice little spell in the paddock over Chrissy. Yep, certainly did. Anyone uh, put on the Christmas kilos? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> You're lying if you didn't. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, so the way we're going to do it is we're going to tackle the main two races on the Gold Coast, and we're going to get uh, Dino to go through a couple of his bets. We don't want to take up too much of his time. Um, so we'll crack straight into it. Gold Coast, the rail stays in the true position from last week. Um, what do you think, Dino? Did you think it was a little bit on speed last week? Do you think... It might even up a little bit more this week. Yeah, it was one of those tricky maps where it looked like the outside horses sort of making their runs were, were coming and then he sort of got to the 200 and those sort of midfield um, were just too far in front. So I'd be really concerned back in anything sort of worse than midfield. Uh, I think the key spots are sort of lanes three, four plus um, peeling off the fence. So I've sort of penned anything post sort of midfield, um, but just play it as normal. Yeah, it's good info to know. Well, obviously, the 1,200-metre race is out of a different shoot to the 1,400 metres. They're straight on to a turn. Uh, race 7 we go to is the two-year-old classic. Um, our favourite here is Empire of Japan. $4.80 he's into. Sovereign Fund, $6. Platinum Jubilees, $8. Skirt the Law, $8. Infatuation, $12. Uh, Empress of Wonder, 13 Then Royal Entrance is 14 There's three from the, the China Horse Club. What are we thinking here, Matt? Firstly, and then Dano, what are you what are you keenest on? Yeah, it, it's a tricky map. Um, I think you, you sort of want to be in the first half of the field. You, you nailed it there, Ben, with the twelve hundred meters of shoot race, which is sort of similar to those um, Rose Hill um, and a couple of other tracks. So it doesn't really matter too much if you're going to be wide, but you really want to be up on pace. There's no bends, there's no disadvantage to sort of sit wide, but you definitely want to be up on pace first half of the field, um, which is a bit like Caulfield. Yeah, then. yeah, very much so. I think. Being three wide's a lot better than, say, dragging back and finding cover um, in that sense. It's sort of like a dog leg um, turn. So I think there's a lot of horses. Like any yeah, track. a lot of horses in this map that you sort of. Sovereign Fund, who's well in the market, and Private Japan, they're all going to get back. So I think it's a really good betting race to bet into in that sense when you can sort of pen a couple on top of the market. I think Platinum Jubilee, 
gets a really good run here. Barry seven. I know they went forward last start, which was probably against its pattern, but I just think that shows the maturity of the horse. Um, Jim Crackwin was outstanding, and Waterhouse and Bolt are flying at the minute. So I think as long as Regan tags the back of a couple of nice ones, I'm keen to be with Platinum Jubilee. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts close to favourite tomorrow. Well, hey, that's big. going to be a big um, steamer. Hope so, fellas. I hope so. <laughs> I am with those two horses, Empire of Japan and Platinum Jubilee. I know, Dana, you were against Empire of Japan, but I think I'm just going to have to back them both because they're the two that I've been keenest on ever since their debuts. Obviously, one won the Breeders' Plate and one won the Gym Crack, and they were both really impressive. I guess those two wins were on a heavy track, so even though they rated through the roof, maybe you take it with a little grain of salt. Um, but yeah, as you, as you said, Platinum Jubilee looks the map horse. I think she's going to settle... She's definitely going to settle first half and she's going to have first run on the others. Um, and Empire of Japan, I just can't get that first up, that debut win out of my head. If he does improve, like James McDonald hopes he will, then I think he'll be storming over the top of him late. But yeah, Platinum Jubilee is definitely over the odds at $9. What do we think, Nick and Will? Rinse and repeat for me. I'm uh, following you, Benny. I'm, having, I'm backing both uh, Empire of Japan and Platinum Jubilee. I think they're... Seeds one and two, and I don't think there's any reason to to change off uh, off them now. I know a horse that Dino was kicking up for in the lead up, Empress of Wonder. Mm. If she drew a gate, she might have had her yep. chances uh, enhanced a little bit. But she's going to have her fair work fair work cut out from fourteen. I did hear an interesting stat today that twenty five of the last thirty winners have all won their start coming into. The race, so <clears throat> good start. Or had one at the start. So Empress of Wonder is still a maiden, so she's got Pen. not only a bad gate, but all mm, of thirty years car. of history against I her. Like that. History says. <laughs> history says, Wilbur. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. This race is a two-year-olds aren't really my thing, but um, Empire of Japan and and Plat- Platinum Jubilee, they both have a big big rating both on debut over the rest of the field and um I don't know how many times you need to see it Peter and Paul Snowden mm. um they sort of drop off they have like that they have their debut and then they go off for about 60 days 70 80 days and, and they have a run and it's not as good as their first start run and they go and they go at their next start and that's not normally the grand final and they go to a new peak so um I don't know I, I, could, I could probably you can probably back both I, I wouldn't talk you out of doing that and the other horse, I, I couldn't back Sovereign Fund. Um, not that I'm betting, but <laughs> I couldn't back Sovereign Fund. Um, just with the the map, and I just, I just don't think he's that good. He he won a, a walkers like a, a complete walk at um, last start, and and yeah, like you said, Empress of Wonders cast from gate fourteen, and um, the the sectional she ran. She's a nice horse actually, but um, uh, maybe maybe for further and and in the future and, and the other horse I saw sort of um, thought about was Sunsource the the Bustardon horse who had a strong SP over um, uh, against Sovereign Fund I don't know what price so, um, two dollars uh, fifty no 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 Sunsource is nineteen dollars on in Saturday. this oh in this yeah. race yeah yeah all right well that's not too, that big but you lose get... anything you get Zaz from Jamie, so. It's interesting you, you speak of SP profile. Like you look at Empire of Japan and Platinum Jubilee, who come out the exact same race last start, and Fire Lane obviously won that race. But they both started two fifty mm. apiece. I thought Platinum Jubilee mm. was a much better run than Empire of Japan, and you're getting five with the JMAC tax on Empire of Japan. You're mm. probably paying the Regan Bayless non-tax for eight dollars. So it, it's fascinating mm. with these two rolls. And then Fire Lane, who beat them both at twenty-three, it's it's an absolute puzzle like you mentioned. Nah, Will. That can't win. Yeah, yeah. Nah. I think I think they have the PR. I think the one that they will have a bit of specking for is the, the other gay yep. gay bot horse, Royal Entrance. Um, obviously, really impressive winner last start. It might not have beaten much, but it had a two dollars sixty SP. It's going to rocket straight to the front, and it's unbeaten. So I doubt that horse is going to be starting fourteen dollars. Are we half the forgetting stuff. the other gay bot horse? Yes. Dino, what are your thoughts on <laughs> this, summer lo- this summer loving? Because yeah. I, I remember Gay saying this is the best two-year-old since Piero, and then <laughs> today on radio, and then on and then today on radio, she goes, "Well, whoever beats Platinum Jubilee will win the race." You gotta love Gay, don't you? The, the biggest <laughs> ever. But um, Blinker's first time is a big tick. Summer loving it comes out of that nice race, the Wyoming Major Million race, which produced 
um, infatuations, produced fire lane, um, sovereign fun, obviously won that race. So he ties in a lot here. Blinker's first time shows intent. Um, but just, it'll be fascinating tomorrow what the market does with all three gay waterhouse. I, I think this market's going to get flipped on its head. I, I can't see the big guys chiming into these horses like Sovereign Fund, drawn wide, and a couple mm. others that are in the market. So I think the market will tell us which out of these is the best, and um, I think it's going to be Platinum Jubilee. Mm. After that, the I was a bit of a giant killer, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't absolutely put it past him. <laughs> the, the other thing um, like I sort of, sort of half wanted to mention was... Um, the, on, on debut, Empire of Japan ran a bigger rating than what Platinum Jubilee did, but Platinum du- Jubilee was so strong through the line. She was a lot, a lot stronger than what he was through the line, so she can obviously go a bit better than that. Plus, she's got it's first time twelve hundred for both of them, which yeah probably deserves a little mention as well. Yeah, right, that's a two year old first time for most of them. So. Yeah, that's a two year old race wrapped up. I think we've done it to death. Let's go to the three year old guineas. It's race eight and it's fourteen hundred and twenty five meters. I think that's just because the rails out a meter from the nine fifty to the three fifty. Number four, Yellow Brick is favourite and he's four dollars. Russian Conquest five dollars. Spiritualized nine fifty. Tijuana, the class horse, the top weight ten dollars. Hell I am ten dollars. Stroll eleven dollars. Soothsayer thirteen and Latakia thirteen. Twenty one longer to the rest. Uh, firstly, map. What are we thinking here? Yellow Brick does look like he's going to get a good run. Latakia goes forward and Tijuana won't be too far away. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Um, it's, a, it's a weird race. Like It's normally a really good race, this three-year-old, but it's really mm. dropped away this year. I think it just shows the depth of the three-year-old's ranks uh, this year. We had a nice top, but past that top, it was, it was pretty weak. Um, again, I'll just reiterate what we said in the last race. I think you need to be midfield and beyond, uh, midfield and towards on pace to be winning this race. Um, looks to be enough speed. Yellow brick should punch up and should pour a bit of pressure into the race. Hell I Am can roll forward and a couple of others. Uh, Green Shadows, another one who can punch forward from the gate, possibly. But I like T1 here, boys. First up, um, 1,400 metres. Comes out of the right form races around your um, Golden Miles, your top-end three-year-old races um, in the spring. It's gone for a spell. On figures, it lines up nearly identical with a couple of these ratings-wise, but it's had the, the value of a spell and can come back a better horse. Mark Zara takes a ride, which is a big tick. One soft jump out and a good mate Gareth Hall's at dinner with Ben Hayes the other night and he gave a really good push. So it's not a race I'm going to be betting into massively, but if I'm going to have a spec and I'm going to back something, it's going to be Tijuana. Huge. Well, what you said about uh, horses beyond midfield does have me a little bit nervous about my tip. I am sticking with number 14, Russian Conquest, the Philly. Um, I just thought the setup here is exactly the same as last year she obviously ran second to Kulangata in the two-year-old race she was second up of three weeks she finds that setup again here and I thought her first up run was really good um, I don't think Regan Ballas really gave him much chance he kind of just snagged her straight back to near last from the wide barrier so now he goes now she goes Bayless to J-Mac gets up to 1400 meters um, on punting format her actual best performance over is over 1400 meters when she was a little bit unlucky at Sandown uh, in the Jim Maloney stakes. Uh, I've got a lot of <clears throat> respect for this yellow brick. He'll be on speed, and I've loved his strength through the line. We'll obviously know he's going to run a strong 1,400 metres. He's already been to 1,600 metres and, and won, so no no knocks on him. Um, and then I was keen on how I am before last start, but last start just has me thinking he can't have every chance, and now I'm a little bit worried about him actually running 1,400 metres, so Tijuana would probably be third pick for me. I promise I'm not copying both of you, but I am back in <laughs> you are. and Russian Conquest. Well, I was debating about this race, and this race has a very long tail, and it's sort of just a default thing. Like you, Normally, the two two of the best jockeys make the best decisions on the on the rides they want to, they want to ride. So, yeah. And I think a yeah. common theme so far is we're finding... Sydney form and Melbourne yeah, form. Yeah, which always, A1 form. always stacks. I yeah. think you don't have to be too concerned about Russian Conquest getting back when you've got J-Mac in the saddle. He's he's the smartest. He's out there to win. So yeah. I think that just counters that negative pattern, if anything. Yeah, yeah the two best jockeys in J-Mac and Zaz. $5 and $10. Back them both. A few little combos with the two two-year-olds. Laughing. Hmm. Hopefully it's that simple. 
If you told me that the top-rated horse coming to this race would be coming out of a, a two-horse yeah. race, I would have laughed. That's at crazy, you. isn't it? <laughs> well, Tony Dolan said on the radio this morning. He said, "Oh, if this horse, if you had told me this horse would be the favourite for the three-year-old guineas a couple of months ago, even in front of mine, he would have been shocked." So yeah, yeah well, a couple of months ago, he wasn't rated as high as he is now. So yeah, no shit. Yeah, he obviously has come back better. <laughs> All right, those are the two main races wrapped up. Dino, what else do you have for us? Gold Coast. Uh, anywhere really I'll just give the reins to you yeah I'll touch on a couple before I head off fellas um, we'll leave race one at Flemington to the end because we want to chat about that but Rose Hill I love my two ride races we kick off the day in race one there another smart horse for the Waterhouse and Bot stable uh, by the name of Red Resistance really nice trial so I sat deep in the trials if you're going to Watch a trial. Um, watch this sort of setup of Waterhouse and Bot. Sat wide, descended on him, kicked away. Um, gate one. If you're ever betting at Rose Hill, 1100 meters, 1200 meters is a shoot start. So favors those heavily up on speed. We should get back to good force. That ticks the box again. And another horse. I don't know if you chimed in with this horse last preparation. Space Walk fellas. It was an absolute tragedy beat. Um, first mm. up, saw a ghost, swooped at the oh. at the 50 meter mark, and then somehow got. Beat in a protest. The protest. By, yeah, oh. by Buenos <laughs> Who's gone on to run third in a Coolmore behind In Secret. So that's outstanding form. And the biggest tick is it's been gelding in his preparation. So I love that profile. Barry four, another 1100 meter race. Just like to see Tolishiela use that gate. Um, as long as it sort of settles 1 1 or maybe one pair worse back. I think the spacewalk um, is at Rose Hill. And then we go to Flemington. Uh, Flemington, sorry. Before we touch on. Race one, there's a couple I want to go through with. Um, first one's race nine, number 10, British Columbia. Really like this horse. Um, the biggest tick here is Graham Begg's second up stats are absolutely phenomenal. He's striking at about 26%. Strike rate at about 50% profit on turnover with his horse's second up. This horse was brilliant first up. We'll get a good form guide through Diamonds in the Sky in the race prior. Barrier three sits closer, I think. Um, British Columbia is an outstanding bet in race nine. And then Race 8, a big, big watch. Nick's going to get the mail for us here, but Kentucky Casanova returns off the scene off about 300-day uh, break, sorry. Trials, jump outs have been outstanding. Two from two fresh. Um, barrier 5, Stackhouse has got options. I think um, Kentucky Casanova is an outstanding bet as well. So they're my main players outside of the Gold Coast. Um, it looks a good good card down there. I don't mind it, fellas. Mm, it's good. Beautiful. Well... We'll get into race one now. We'll just quickly um, introduce Flemington. Obviously, rail out eight metres, so potentially could be on speed, 35 degrees and sunny. So hot day in Melbourne. They're actually kicking off race one at 9.30 a.m. Oh, that'll, that's 9.30 a.m. Queensland time. And it's 10.30 a.m. Victorian time. That'll be that our right? time when we're up yeah, there. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, beautiful. 9.30, little brekkie punt. Brekkie beer and punt. I like it. You might have to set an alarm for that one, Nico. <laughs> alarm? You're not going to yeah. need an alarm. You're going to be up at four o'clock with the sun's beaming in your face. Uh, that doesn't sound too great. All right, race one is uh, for the two-year-olds. Number seven, Tom Kitten, is get off and horses. Favorite three seventy VC four sixty, uh, Invincible Shield five fifty, Hellish six fifty, Harris nine fifty, uh, Cornish ten dollars. Dan, I take it away here. We're no two-year-old experts, but you certainly know a bit more with the trials. Yeah, this is an outstanding two-year-old race. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a fair few winners come out of this race. Um, Invincible Shield stride up really well. It's interesting that race two-year-old for the Godolphin Brigade. I think Tom Kitten is the horse to be with, and its jump-outs have been outstanding. I know the stable got a really big opinion of this horse, and the market today has been fascinating. It's been about $6 in the 390. It's a firm favourite. I don't think you lose anything. If anything, you gain something with Blake Ching going aboard. And I think the biggest tick is gate one, Flemington mm. will roll to the front, has the rail to follow throughout the race, and could often do it better than anyone with their two-year-olds on debut down at Flemington straight. Do concede VC's an outstanding horse. Um, they paid $750,000 for this colt. Um, he's, he's had two jump outs, which are really good, sitting up on pace. So he'll be likely outside Tom Kittens, but... I really like Tom Kitten here. He's, he's a nice horse. But like I said, fellas, I think we'll see a fair few horses come out of this race. So um, back Tom Kitten and then maybe Black Book a few that close off. They so also paid 750000 for Forbes who ran at Maruya today and ran second. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're more lucky horse, they've also picked a lot of, a lot of smart <laughs> ones. Cooling Gardar. 
Court de- Melbourne Cup winner. Yeah, I can't even name them. But it's true. <laughs> no, Rocks and diamonds in this game. The greatest level. <laughs> Tom Kitten. Um, yeah, that sounds good to me, Tom Kitten. Barrier one, get off. And it reeks of a similar setup to that other. What was the get off and horse that won during the carnival that followed the fence uh, the whole way? Exploring, is that oh. the name? Uh, no, it was the the samurai sword one. What was it called? It's like a, like its name's like mean samurai sword or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, f- I forgot what it was called. It beat the it beat um, the Mick They churn them out. They're an Ch- outstanding they beat stable. Yeah, yeah. They're an outstanding stable. First up, second up. Uh, first up and first starter. Sorry, that's that's where they peak. You can look at their jump outs and think, oh, it's soft. It might need a run, but don't don't think that. Think back and first up wherever they go. Yeah, Zolfika was its name for those listening at home. All right, we'll let you go there, Dano. Thank you very much for coming on, and hopefully we'll see you again soon. Good luck with your bets. Sweet. I'm just going to chime in multi, do I? Before yes. I Thank you yes. for remembering, because I always forget. What, what's your <laughs> best bet or podcast multi leg? All right, I'm going to go ooh, uh, race seven at Rose Hill Spacewalk, please, fellas. Beautiful. We're seeing blue. Oh, Good often. And I reckon we'll leave the Sweet. listeners on a cliffhanger. We'll leave our last three legs to the end of the podcast. Oh, well, that, All right, I'm going po- <laughs> to quickly pause the podcast there and then we'll resume after we get Dana off. Cheers. Sweet. Thanks, fellas. All right, we're back on now. Dana has just taken off, uh, just the three of us now. Uh, we're going to give a few little bets at the Gold Coast before we crack into Flemington. Race four is the Magic Millions of Syndicate, and if you've been on Instagram or Twitter, you'd know that I am very keen on number two, Scolopini. I think this could be, I think it is the bet of the weekend. Um, obviously, at the, the end of last prep at Florington, rated 13.4 lengths above the all-average on punting form. It was a massive win. Controlled the race, led all the way, and beat some sort of decent Victorian horses. His first up form is fine. Um, first up last prep, he was just beaten by Count de Rupee. And his map is perfect here. I think he'll settle top four in the run, gets Mark Zara, and I just think 11-11 will be too far back. We know 11-11 has won. It has been the Magic Millions King. He's won a couple of times, but those races have been 1,400. Um, they obviously come here because it's a wait-for-age race, and they don't want to carry the big weight uh, in the Magic Millions Cup, which was the race he won last year. But I think he needs 1,400 metres, and there's also a little murmur going around that he's not going so well at home. He has been bleeding. So Scolopini, I think, is definitely the one. I think $3 or better is a very good price. Hidden Wealth, only got a 1,000-metre form for Tony Gone. Rangers draws Barrier 12, and we'll get back. Contemptuous, drawn out in eight, and probably just doesn't have quite the same form um, as the stable mate. So pretty keen on Scolopini, and I think you are as well, Nico. Yeah, I'm going with... Everything that you already outlined, uh, yeah. Hopefully, Zaz uh, fills the pockets. I thought it was clear best of the day. Had a pretty tricky day. Beautiful. Will, did you have any opinion in this race? No. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's great to know. Um, race six is the Magic Millions snippets. It's over 1,200 metres, and the toppy is King of Sparta. Um, not actually... Um, oh yeah, he is the top. actually, 59 kilos. Um, I think he does look really hard to beat. He was returned super. Um, first up, he won. Um, and he ran actually the second fastest last 200 metres of the entire meeting. He ran his last 600 metres 10.5 lengths above the all average after only going 1.4 slow to the 600. So he's, he's ripped home. That's, a, that's the perfect pipe opener for a race second up. Um, there was three dollars available in the all-in markets, but obviously after final field, and you've got horses like Scolopini who do it, who did accept, but then came out. He's into the red, dollar ninety. It, it probably is rock bottom, but it's probably right price. Um, second up, last preparation, he won the group three, the group three Bletchingley Stakes at Caulfield, and he actually beat Scolopini by a short margin. So we know he goes well second up. He also won the three-year-old Guineas last year second up. So. Everything looks to line. Gets James McDonald. Um, J-Mac has won on the horse before, and I think the middle draw is perfect. So he does look a lock for your multis. I probably wouldn't be steaming in now around that $1.80, $1.90 mark, but he does look another one who looks hard to beat. Nico, same again? Yeah. He's got a couple of chinks, and he's not completely genuine, but fuck, you look at his field. Surely couldn't turn it up against this lot. Yeah. Well, you got shooting for gold. 
He's not a bad horse in his day. Mount I'll go for. He's a he's a complete four. myth shooting for gold. I don't care. I don't care what anyone says. He is the biggest myth ever. He's got a better strike rate than <laughs> than King Spider. I know some of the races he's won probably haven't been the greatest, but shooting for gold. I think he's better than you give Queensland. Queensland camels for a very very long time, and he's won one race of any nature, and he was given like a fifteen out of ten by Frosty that day. Mm. Apart from that, he's also one of those Queensland camels. Fair enough, fair enough. I think he's a little bit. I think King of Sparta's a bit better than you give him credit for as well. But hopefully, he turns up and runs his race. I'm saying like King of Sparta's done. a better horse than shooting for gold. Like at I know, least but he's still. At, the heels, are, the heels I, I, are in. I, I get what you're saying. I think I think there are less chinks in his armor than than you think, but we'll we'll find out for sure on Saturday. Isn't King of Sparta like a dollar eighty? Yeah, it's a dollar ninety at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. We've got a bit of three dollars, mate. All in in the multi. Yeah. So. Fair enough. That's looking a bit juicier. That's a better price than a dollar eighty. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right. Let's go to Flemington. Um, Obviously, we've done race one already. We don't know too much about the two-year-olds, but we'll go straight to race two. It's a really intriguing affair. We've got Dunkel, who has to carry the big weight. Can he do it? He has been very impressive so far. He is the, what is he, even money favorite at $2. He's got 61 kilos. Sole choice is 550. Obviously, gets seven kilos off him. The gay and bot horse, hard to cross, $7. Kokonatsu, $10. Barefoot, Tora, $13. Midnight Glow, $14. What do we think? Benchmark 70, 2,000 metres, and I think you're both against the favourite. Yeah, you go first, Necro. Hold on, you go. I haven't got my notes in front of me. <laughs> All right. I'm backing, I'm backing Coconuts, so I think it's, I think it's deserve, deserves to be half the price it is. It's, it's a horse that's shown glimpse, glimpses of talent over the shorter troops um, through nice sectionals, but like you, can, like you can clearly tell it, it's, it's been wanting further. Um, its rating has improved with each um, rise in distance, each start, and and he sort of all, he put it all together last start at seventeen hundred meters, and and he was held up, um, held up for a run there coming around the turn, and and, and um, uh, sorry, um, what was I saying? And and put a big gap to third. Um, uh, he can be closer from one and gets a blinkers on for the first time, and um, I think it's a great bet. And yeah, I, just a sticky map for the favourite was just, I was. Against that, like it's just got no gate speed, and and I don't know I just wanted to be against it. Even money, I think it was easily easy enough to take on. Like it's got a clear ratings edge on the other horses, but I thought I thought two fifty was about its right price rather than two dollars. I could see it starting a very short price favorite, and I wouldn't say that's wrong. Just the map sort of put me off it. Um, and yeah, like a couple other horses like Soul Choice. I know you like it, Nico, um, but. Uh, I get, it's going to get every chance on speed, but um, I think that just the ratings and the and the sectionals that ran weren't there to say it's going to go to that next level. But but I think Kokonatsu um, <coughs> um, was beat by a pretty good horse last start, and and it's sort of going to get every opportunity um, to get to a pretty good level. I think this horse. Beautiful. Well, number seven is Soul Choice, Nico. Gaybot stepping up and trip. You usually have a bit of confidence with them stepping up and trip, and you're with this horse. Yeah, I I completely agree with what Bot said. Uh, his horses is probably a definite chance. Uh, I thought Dunkel was very short. Uh, I could be against the grain of a lot of people. There might be a lot of people out there that think he's one of the better bets of the weekend, but I think there's enough against him at the current quote to to want to shop around. I'll I'll back Bot's thing as well as I'll, I'm I'm very keen on Soul Choice. Um, Albeit Dunkel is a deserved favourite, but I thought this this filly with a seven kilo weight pull and a massive map advantage, let alone that's only enhanced with the rail out eight metres. Um, the step up to two thousand metres, third up. I ran a couple of stats. Um, well, I I didn't. Dino helped me out with uh, <laughs> with all this information, but a win strike rate of twenty point six percent and eight point three two profit on turnover um, yeah they're all things that you like to see and I thought this one was interesting gay bot horses from 1651 metres to 2000 go at 
percent winning strike rate and a twenty point five six pot. So mm, there yeah. are they're pretty pretty big numbers, and they were you know at the end of the day they're only numbers to support my argument. But um, Geordie's riding as good as anyone at the moment in Melbourne. Um, he saluted on the the good promising two year old in the first tonight at Pakenham, which hopefully a few of you would have seen. Um, so yeah, I, I thought on a pretty average day at HQ, which is not something that I like to say. Uh, I thought sole choice was probably one of the better bets at five fifty. But bots going back in and back right. bots horse, and hopefully we can get this favourite beaten. Yep, sole choice will go forward. Um, who would have thought? Send a horse forward over two thousand metres, and more often than <laughs> not, your profit on turnover is going to be pretty good. Um, yeah, um, other horse I sort of um, didn't mind was Speaksy. It rolled. Um, it rolled permutation and a dollar twenty six. Kimani, yeah, Kimani horse. I thought it was pretty good there, and it needs Beautiful. ground. So twenty to twenty to one, not the worst. Got at ten dollars. Uh, I think Dunkel will be hard to beat. He overcame a a shit map last start, and he still won. So Average he could run. do it again, but it might be a stay out race for me for now. Right, race three is a two thousand meter benchmark seventy again. It's the exact same race. I'm not sure if there's any difference between race two and three besides the horses, but. Number eight, Fighting Arrow. The age. The other, what is it? Three-yard race. The last one was a three-yard race. Yeah, the last three-yard only. And this one's open. Fighting Arrow is the $6 favourite. Very open race. Pacino, seven fifty. Beretta, eight fifty. Commando Drift, 10. Princess Rani's, 10. Delta Tango, 10. But you wanted to go for every race. Do you have any bets or not really? Yeah, I, I sort of... I wasn't. I didn't like Fighting Arrow. Just the horse has got no gate speed. It's, I like the horse. It's. It's. I think it's a, a really nice horse. It's just barrier fourteen. I know it's got shin on, but he's going to probably have to take his medicine and, and go back to the the back of the field. Um, the horse I, I sort of didn't mind here was Commando Drift. Um, it's improved this preparation and 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 last prep. Um, he was sort of um, it raced in a lot of good races, so that the stables obviously got a good opinion of it. Even though it did start big prices there, um, I don't think he's a he's a the trainer to sort of send a horse out of its comfort zone. And the ratings that did run in in those races, like it was competitive enough. Like it, it ran a, a decent enough rating behind Yonts. It did start sixty to one and, and was beaten eight lengths. But being beaten by eight lengths by Yonts, um, like compared to this field, like she'd smack the rest of this field by about eight lengths as well. Um, last start she. Um, no, first up, sorry, she she ran the ninth fastest or the tenth fastest last hundred meters of the day after being held up really badly, um, and then one dominantly second up um, with a really strong rating and uh, and and obviously potentially uh, improvement running the the ninth fastest last hundred meeting there. So while it's a negative jockey um, switch from Kersley to Celine Gordry, she's actually going at a fifteen mm, percent um, strike rate last hundred and a, a plus. 47.9% profit on turnover last 100 rides so I think I, I think it can be four from the inside and, and yeah I just didn't think it was the, the worst at a big price and I guess if Beretta gets adrift I know this horse is becoming as Nico likes to say a bit hateful but like this horse has just been every single star has just been so poorly used like last star it was finally put her into a good position and just things just didn't get work just didn't work out and I probably should have beaten St. Lawrence that day and and yeah I don't know um, if, if it gets put into a proper race with a bit of speed I think this horse can explode and and I, 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 th- I thought it was entitled to be closer to $7 I don't know what price it is now what price it, it'll start but um, I think I, I could get entertaining that horse and the other horse I wanted to mention was Princess Rainice. Um this horse is I think it's a really nice horse it's just uh, see how far goes on, and it was so disappointing last start. Just this, ho- this horse has got a, l- a lot of ability, but it's just, um, yeah, the last start was too disappointing. So, yeah, for me, I'm gonna be backing Commando Drift if if the price stays at around the, the twelve dollar mark or so. But um, and maybe Bread if it gets out a little bit. Beautiful. Well, we stay at two thousand meters yet again for race four. They're keeping the barriers together. That's nice to see. <laughs> right, your eyes, two dollar fifteen favorite. Um, 
my first reaction to this race is I kind of thought that was a little bit short. Um, mm. Look, this horse is flying and he gets good ground, which he loves. He'll get that again and he will be on speed from barrier two. But I, I sort of thought Spirit Ridge, he's the really interesting horse who brings down some really, really decent Sydney form, um, <coughs> group form. We know right you are kind of coming through the benchmark races. Spirit Ridge will be, I think he'll lead and he has, you know, he's run really good in some more proper races than this. He ran fourth in a Group 3 last start, only just beaten by Diamil. Um, he also has form around uh, Milford. We know that horse absolutely flies at Caulfield. And just around that 2,000 metre range, look, he's got to carry 59.5 kilos, but I think he kind of deserves that. The other one I was interested in was number three, Swords Drawn. This horse has got over a lot further in New Zealand, and he's kind of just been too far back but last start at Flemington he really powered through the line that was at 1600 meters so look he might need he might need one more again but watch for him steaming home late um, 2000 meters third up he'll be almost nearing his peak fitness um, and he could be a smaller play for me but I, I did have number two Spirit Ridge on top Swords Drawn could be a smaller bet for me also does anyone else have an opinion? Yeah I like Spirit Ridge as well um he was he was never in um, the the time honoured Ingham first up, um, but it, but he improved enormously second up in the, um, I think what was it the Summer Cup or, or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Um, that race they it was a suicidal uh, tempo. They he he was actually the only horse that settled in the first half of the field um, of that race to finish in the first half of the field. So that the race pretty much um, flipped on its head, and he was he was the only horse in the first half of the field to to stay there. Um, he's been. Uh, Transferred to Nisham this preparation and third up, had a really strong run race, t- second time 2,000 metres, going from Dylan Gib- Gibbons to Blake Shin, I thought, um, and getting complete control. I thought it was a it was a nice enough bet, actually. And, um, yeah, obviously, right to wide deserves to be favoured, um, but, um, yeah, I just thought he was a bit short. I thought he sh- should have been closer to 270 or so, and, and swords, drawn, swords Drawn scares me as well with the massive posi- positive jockey change, but... Um, and he does have um, good good figures to win this over over a similar distance range in New Zealand, um, and um, and and Queensland as well. So, but I, I thought he was a little bit short at the price. So I'm backing Spirit Ridge to get control of the race and and be a little bit too strong for right. You are he's he's getting right. has been up for a while and um, he could be um, getting near to the end of its preparation. But it is Myron Eustace. So yeah, I just thought the price was a little bit short. Yep, beautiful. Well, good to know you're on board with me there. Race five is the Living Legends Plate, 1400 meter benchmark 78. Um, the market has it a race in two between Ballet Rich and Forbidden City. Forbidden City was a really good winner last start at Mooney Valley, um, probably one of the more impressive winners on the day. And then we've got Ballet Rich, who's kind of been getting back in her runs and storming home late, but just can't quite crack another win. Were you with either of those two? No, I actually like Ryuki here. Um, second up, oh, yeah. track and trick. Uh, track and trip figure last preparation splitting my Yankee girl and Ballet Rouge was good enough for me um, the map's a bit sticky but I'm happy to bet at the price it is so yeah I was happy to be with Ryuki uh, Forbidden City was good last start but I still think it needs to improve to be the price it is and, and Ballet Rich can be more forward again from the inside gate um, but again I think uh, needs to run up to its best to be the price it is and I think it was a little bit disappointing last start actually mm-hmm. and, um, yeah I probably agree with that and Ryuki, she she trialed up really well, and um, first up she she ran uh, the best first up race she she's she's run ever. So uh, if anything, I think she's improved this preparation. I've actually got her regressing because I didn't want to get her too short, but um, but yeah, like I think I think she's a good enough price. But the maps the obvious query. Um, they're going to be running on a good three by by race five at, at Flemington. That's the only query if she can make up the ground. But at the price she's she's getting out to double figures. I think that price is a bit crazy given that she she split my Yankee Girl and Bella Rouge, who are both like my Yankee Girl ran last week and 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 I know she was beaten, but she has speed against uh, it's pretty strong and and Bella Rouge is racing in the Gold Coast. I'm pretty sure. So um, yeah, that, I thought that was a good enough price to find out. Yep, sweet. Nico, just chime in if you've got anything. We go to the Standish Handicap. It is, I think it's a listed, no, it's Group 3, 1,200 metres, and it mm. is a handicap. Rose Quartz is kind of the 
The default favorite, I think the market doesn't really know what to do here. She's $5.50, vest between $6, Indian Pacific $6.50. Uh, comes across from WA again. Western Empire $7.50, now in your second prep um, Second prep in Victoria, yep. Uh, Snapper seven fifty, Halvorsen nine dollars, Dawn Passage nine dollars, and Umgawa nine dollars. Betting, not betting, bit of a yuck race. Yeah, I'm, I I have no idea as well. Um, Rose Court's sort of interesting. Getting back to twelve hundred meters, like she's been so desperate for twelve hundred meters. She's, mm. I know Grand Beg's a good trainer, but the way the way he's prepared her, this preparation has been um, pretty questionable. <laughs> like. Yeah. First start run of a nine five five. She's just not a nine five five sort of horse. Indian Pacific's got a massive track and trick um track and trip figure, but like that was um almost two years ago now and Was that and, a new market? Yeah, that was in yeah, the second was. in the new market behind Zutori, just beaten. Um I like the, the run um thirty six days between runs last start, but like short enough at the price and is not exactly flying. The horse I sort of thought was interesting was Dawn Passage. All of this horse's peak, uh, peak runs are, are all first up, and they're at 1,300 metres. This is 1,200 metres, but it is still first up, Gay Waterhouse. Um, yeah, if, if I was betting, I'd probably be backing Dawn Passage or maybe Rose Quartz, but I, I just I didn't really find an angle here. Western Empire is interesting, obviously. He's, a, he's easily, easily, easily the best horse in this race. He was mm. once considered as the best horse in the country. And, and if you're looking at the figures, you can obviously see why. Because that um, that Kingston Towny one, I think, it, is that the, is it Kingston Town, the 1600? Yeah, the 1800. Oh, the Railway's 1600. The Railway, yeah. The Railway he won was enormous. Um, he's a good horse on his day, but um, the transfer to John Leake Jr. is interesting. I know, I know John Leake Jr.'s trained eight winners from his last 11 runners, but... Um. Yeah, I didn't well, know. He's, I didn't. He's, he's I didn't know who John Leake Jr. was until Fangarada started going around Mooney Valley. So, I'll say that. Well, I think it's something to do with the Bob the Bob Peters thing because <laughs> he I've heard I've heard some story I've heard some stories about stingy payments <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. and uh and Bob Peters even though he's a millionaire so that that might have something to do with it. Yeah, I think it does too. Yeah. Well, John's training purely for. For Bob, he's got rid of all his other horses bar Fangarada. Really? Really? Yeah, he's got like 12, 12 or 13 of Bob's horses. He's got Super Storm he's, as well, doesn't he? He's got all, all of them. in one basket. He's got all of yeah. them. And if he doesn't go any good like Danny O, then <laughs> he, might, he might lose them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. That's the game. Anyway, all right, let's yeah. move on to... Oh, if I if I did have a gun to my head and had to back something, I probably would back Rose Quartz, and I'd, see, I'd take your point. I might Dawn back Hal Wilson. interesting. Nico thought never, Hal Horsen was over the odds. Never been one of mine, but track and trip horse, shinny first time. Down the outside is usually favourable. He's won this race a couple of times. He yeah. has. He's going for three in a row. The only horse to be a three-time winner if he was to win it again. He feels older than uh, seven. <laughs> he is, and he's... He's been around forever. Never been one of mine, and I've genuinely been on the wrong side of him when he has popped up, but... I thought in an open race where there was enough chinks in all of them in front of him, I might try up into him. No worries, nine dollars. Well, we'll go to race seven. One horse that I've never really—he's never really been one of mine. I've never actually had a good bet on him. But number three here to shock. I think this setup is just perfect for him. Um, first up, he ran a super race behind Savannah Cloud. I actually thought he'd have the map advantage on Savannah Cloud that start, but it was actually the other way around. He sat behind the winner and just couldn't get past him. That horse is obviously up, fit, and running Savannah Cloud, and he's going really well. Um, and apparently from the yard, Nick Noonan said this horse still had plenty of improvement left. Uh, the overall figure was pretty decent. He now gets to 1,600 metres, draws barrier one. Um, he gets Blake Shin. So I was car last start, so not really losing anything there. But I just think he's going to give him all something to run down. You've got a horse like Pounding, who's obviously flying this prep, but he's drawn 10 He's been up for a long time. The rail out, eight. I just think Kyoto Shock's going to get first run and ping away on the corner. And I think $3 is a decent enough price to find out. Yeah, Kyoto Shock resumed for the new stable with a, a new career peak. Um, massive splits between the six and the two. Um, but he gave out late with fitness improvement. I think there's holes in everything else, everything else in the race. So 
um, that's pretty much purely going to force the the price down with here to shock. Like the, you can poke holes in pretty much everything in this this race. Like I I hate pounding here. He's I think he's six dollars. I absolutely hate him. I've got him double that. Um, complete PR last start in the race. He won. Didn't even go very well. Aaron Bay, I don't think's come up at all this preparation. Beltoro just keeps going around. He's been up forever. Um, I couldn't see Beltoro winning. Um, he finally jumped off. Yeah, finally. <laughs> finally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hasseltoff is a, a great horse at Flemington, but I think he's found his level, and that's a level um, not quite good enough to win. And, and I think Typhoon Harmony's um, uh, had its birthday last start and probably won't be good enough to win here. So I think just here to shock is just a... I think if he does improve, which I think he will um, here, I think he'll lead. I think it's just a great bet at the price. Um, and yeah, I, I, just, I just couldn't see... I think he's purely a bet because everything else, is, you can just so many holes in everything else in this race. Yeah, I tend to agree. Nico, make it a line of three? Yeah, I think so. I think he's definitely the one to beat. Fitness gave out first up. And a strip fitter second up. Lose nothing... Cardashini. Definitely the one to beat. If he can't win this race, well, he's probably never to strife. Yeah, and the other thing I forgot to mention was um, this horse at 600 metres is. This, this horse is a 600 metre horse. He, keep, he was um, consistently racing over 1400 metre horse. All of his best runs are at 1600 metres. Um, well, other than last start where he ran a new career peak, but I'm putting that down to the, new, the stable change going from Brett Stanley to to Lindsay Park so I think if he goes to 600 metres and, and runs a, a new peak from there well um, good luck catching him beautiful race 8 Kentucky Casanova $4 is the favourite Jungle Gym 4.40 Dijumbuck 5.50 Diamonds in the Sky a last start winner 6.50 Nikki Spurs $7 and then you have to Magnum Bullet 14 and William Thomas keeps going around at $18 Nico are we going to get the the mail for Kentucky Casanova. What are, you, what are your thoughts? This horse has been off the scene for 321 days. Well, that's exactly what I've asked, punters. Uh, I'm still <laughs> waiting on, on a reply. So uh, we will post a little story if I do end up copying a reply. But uh, nonetheless, I, I still I would just like to know why this horse has been off the scene for so long before I backed it. But uh, yeah, he's a he's a very progressive horse uh, everything was going good before this little layoff so I hope it hasn't been anything too severe uh, mm. but yeah depending on what this information is or if I get a reply uh, <laughs> we'll keep you updated but if it all is well uh, he's pretty easy to easy bet to have he's going to put himself there thereabouts goes good fresh good on good ground very progressive I think he uh, he'll take a hell of a if he's right and he's not coming off a you know a big injury or something and he'll need the run or something like that but yeah I'll, uh, we'll keep you informed that we will Will what are the um, what are the ratings sort of say for this race um, yeah well I'm with Jungle Jim he matched his career peak last start um, I really like the way this horse's career is progressing and and I wouldn't be surprised if he put um, put up uh, a new performance, a new peak performance here. He broke the field up last start between the six and the four, and ran the the, far, the, the fastest six of the four of the meeting there, and stayed on well enough to, to nose out Cy, um, who I think is a, is a pretty good horse. Um, I think Flemington suits the way this horse races. He likes to build into this, uh, build into his races, and, and and not rush too early, and, and break the field up between the. The, the eight and the and the two sort of and the sort of the, I know he's nowhere near as good as Nature Strip but the, the same sort of way Nature Strip does it um, uh, Moroni is going at 24% profit on turnover last 100 and Moroni Child's combo is going at 26% profit on turnover last 100 so I think it's a good bet at the price um, I think he gives every indication that he's going to go even better than what he did last start and and yeah at, at the price he is um, I was happy to be with him um, I was I'm absolutely scared of um, Kentucky Casanova but especially with the the winkers on first time first up but first up 320 days I've just sort of put off him and, and he doesn't I think he's probably the best horse in this race but he doesn't he hasn't the, the way he's done it sort of suggests he's the best horse in the race but he sort of hasn't 
put it together enough for me to to want to get him anywhere near a bet at um, first up off almost a year. So normally when you see the horses off that sort of time, they've already obviously had some sort of issue. Um, and yeah, I, I think Jungle Jim, um, the 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 rating I think um, he ran last start. If he if he gets anywhere near that again, I think I think he'll be winning. Yep, beautiful. Uh, I can see here that Kentucky Casanova did have a Trialden trial and ran second, so I might have to go and have a watch of that. Um, Jungle Jim will be ridden by Jordan Childs. He's obviously got a really, really good book. Some of the boys in the chat were saying back him in the Jockey Challenge, and it might not be a bad idea because it's a good segue into last. Race 9, he's riding at number 10, British Columbia, and I think a lot of people are keen on this horse, and I think I'm coming with... Um, he ran on the same days here to shock and he, he same thing again was first up produced a good figure went really well he actually hit a big flat spot between the four and the 200 he went from the third fastest six of the four of the race to the sixth fastest and then he zoomed home uh again for it to run home the, the fastest last 200 of the race quite easily uh, he now goes 1300 to 1400 meters he'll get the absolute gun run from barrier three um and yeah, I think he should be favourite. I'm not sure how good this Victory Bay is. I think he's had every possible a couple times now, and he's sort of been there to win. And, he definitely and had didn't have every possible two back when he didn't Nolan have every possible him. two back. But I thought he was there to win last start, and he kind of just yeah. he didn't really go on with it. So I thought British Columbia. I think he will start favourite. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I've backed British Columbia already. I think he'll. I think he'll start clear favourite. Um, he ran a career, um, a, a slight career peak last start, first up, um, with suggested improvement, running the third fastest last 200 and the second fastest last 100 of the meeting. He can be forward from gate three. I think it'd be Coffin. I don't like Victory Bay with Car off with a bad map. Um, I have Miso slightly uh, too big as well. I think it's a nice horse with the winkers going on first time and just quietly. The the horse that beat me, so I know it didn't I know it didn't look too impressive last up, but I think it's a a really nice horse, Wishel Lass. So follow that horse. I know Max will be listening and he'll probably tell me off, but um, what's what's the background story behind this? Oh, I have not caught on. Oh, this is oh, Wishel wish Lass one, and I I tipped it and it was smashing betting, and I said it was a nice horse, and then Max kept telling me it wasn't any good because it won by point one of a length that. Warnable, but I think it's a I think it's a group class mare. Yeah, right. Anyway, well, we saw we saw Nunthorpe win by point one at Cranbourne and then come out and destroy him next start. So, yeah, well, one by seven on debut. So, margins on yeah, true. Um, that's it for Flanders, and I'm not sure what we're kind of going to do now. Nico, do you have anything in race? I, I was keen with Dino and Spacewalk, but I don't really have much else. We're back in the bar used to source in the first. Yes, do you want to talk through this a little bit more? Uh, well, this was the horse that was obviously prepped to run in the debut race, but has been balloted out. Uh, don't know how that works. But anyway, and, uh, it was obviously... The trial doesn't visually look as sexy because they're... You know, all the horses that are in the debut race, you sort of see what's a bit under the hood a bit because obviously... One of the prerequisites to get into the debut race is you obviously had to win your trial to get in, or you know, to get into the race pretty much. So um, yeah, obviously it was shoved out a little bit in its trial, but I kind of like to see that. I kind of want to see a horse respond under some vigour, uh, which J Mac did. J Mac was booked a ride, and it was it's been smashed into about five dollar second favourite uh, on the Goldie, but it's not going to take its place. It's not going to get a run unfortunately but uh, Johnny's obviously going up to Sydney and I would think this is the main reason he's going up to ride her uh, so yeah I, I thought she was a pretty easy bet to have so it's a it's a it's a half half sister or half brother to, to yeah, um, half to September to, right? yeah and my Yankee girl yeah and also Nicky, I've just pu- I've just actually discovered something you might want to get your phone out right now because this horse is two dollars fifty on bet three six five and it's in two even money across the board so that's no scratchings at all so you might want to grab your phone out and take the 250 right now because <laughs> that's what I'm why, doing <laughs> why is it, why is it $2.50 it's $2.50 on bet 365 great podcasting why? there's well, no reason why who cares just bet all just right. bet what's your what's your next bet after that Nico he's busy uh, <laughs> 
Hey? Go on. Oh, other horse I didn't really know what to do with in the fifth race was Royal Merchant, who Johnny also rides. Like, what do you do with this horse? Had every possible last start and they couldn't run past that absolute camel. Mm, I've seen Gators came on number five, Cotton Fingers, so... Well, that's the other thing. I'm I'm probably going to stay out, but it probably looks a race in two. Uh, The only other horse that... Oh, I'm... Sorry, I am keen on Spacewalk, which you and Dano are, for all the reasons uh, Dano said. Should have won that day when Bonas Notches won on protest. What an absolute debacle that was. Yeah. Uh, uh, Only other horse that I liked is in the last. And I'm a bit grey on this. Because you're uh, half against Snapped, aren't you? The Victorian. Yeah, I'm visit. half. I, I don't know whether I want to back Snapped or want to back to get her beat. I think there's only one danger, but it is a raffle race, so probably anything could win. But I think the main danger is Kia Royale, who Johnny rides. But uh, I'll let Wilbur touch on a few ratings and stuff for Snapped, but uh, I'm, I'm in an arm whether I want to back I her. I, I personally think uh, there is something in it she's got to go Sydney way first time and they are uh, a bit cowboy like in Sydney sometimes so draw one if she's not the best away and she's not uh, up on speed they could try Barrier one bu- Rose Hill could they could bang. try they should they could try and bully cartwheels put him through is, the fence that, that's my that's my biggest fear is because yeah, obviously enough. she was so good back wide swooping last start Hmm. She yes, showed a bit of versatility Sam, there. Yes, Sam Freeman has said that she can be more forward, but I don't know. Does that take away from her finish a little bit? And I'm also a little bit suspect. I said to myself that I wasn't going to back horses that have gone super first up and gone to like peaks and hmm. in real fast time because obviously I got my fingers a little bit burnt with inundation. I know he had excuses, but I still think there's a chance... There's enough reasons for me not to back her. Sydney way first time, cartwheels being bullied by the Sydney jocks and and potentially a regression. So I don't know. But I, I do think if you like her this way, I think she'll get close to the $4. I can't tell you what they're going to back outside of Kia Royale, but I think there's every chance she starts closer to the 4 than 3 Let me tell you, if, if Snapped is starting close to $4, I'm having a bet. <laughs> So, just an interesting thing with Snap. Wasn't her actual peak performance still her debut run, which is a little bit you don't often see that for a horse that's nah, had a couple of stars. You're looking at you're looking at punting form, and and um, okay. that that was um because that was weird because that was like the the first ever um meeting that they race out of the shoot there. So all at the Cranbourne. times there are yeah, at, okay. at Cranbourne. So all the times there are no at Pakenham. Pakenham all the times yeah. at Pakenham, like for, through the that January period on 2022. Yeah, we're all messed up. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, her peak ever run was at, at Mooney Valley, second up, um, and she bolted in, um, and she she sort of got somewhere near that first up, and she was massive to the line. Um, on a day, it was pretty hard to make up ground. I think she's a very good horse. Um, and yeah, I think she'll be beating these. Like if she gets half half a run, she'll just smash this field. She's she's I think she's a group class filly. That's huge. Oh, she does look the progressive one. All right, that is Sydney wrapped up. Do we anything, have anything else? Obviously, we've got the Perth Cup um, Group 2, 2,500 metres over in Ascot, which has been do rescheduled. Don't even bother talking about it. I don't know. It's a tricky one because you've got Paddy Maloney riding Alaskan God and then you've got Fred Kersey riding the other favourite, Truly Inspired. Obviously, both have had to find new jockeys. Pikey is in the Gold Coast thinking he was going to ride... Um, Almighty Shaft for the Pikester. Yeah. Who was he going to ride again? He was going to ride... Uh, the Astrologist. but yeah I don't really have any have any opinion in that race I think race 5 how's the serenity will be hard to beat Wilchino is the only danger Um, but how's the serenity should only improve again second up Holly Sticks uh, GMM was pretty confident on on it wasn't it yeah so $2.50 Dan Lester's part owner pretty confident yeah Yeah. so I'm pretty keen there other than that, around the country, um, oh, actually, New Zealand, I've got a cheeky double. They've got group racing over there in Trentham. We see a horse that we've known 
very well now. His name is Sharp and Smart. He's in race six, the Group 2 Wellington Guineas. He resumes at 1,200, so some people will look at the form guide and go, he ran into the derby last start and ran second, but a lot of the time they just get away with it, resuming because they're just so much better than these other horses, so I've got no problems there. Ryan Elliott rides. He's a good jock. Barry Nine's fine. Um, he's about $2.30. And then race eight, um, I think Levante can turn the tables on... Uh, what's its name? Babylon Berlin. Um, that horse obviously split it and Imperature's last start, but Babylon Berlin draws out in eight this time around, so she's not going to get that soft, soft run on the speed. And Levante, if she can be just a little bit closer, she does look the class horse. Um, we know she has beaten Rockin' Horse a couple of times. He obviously won the new market somehow, and yeah, I think her form is better. So if you double them both up, you should get, I don't know, closer to four dollars um they're not so i think that's a that's a good little multi and then Shartin on sunday i think race nine number six golden express he goes back to 1200 meters he's drawn out in 10 so that'll force them not to lead this time around i think that was i know it's a little bit painful because we did launch this horse he was our best bet on the international day but i don't think he really loved leading i think he kind of got a little bit lost in front um, the negative, he goes, he loses J-Mac and goes Sylvester D'Souza, but I think back to 1,200 metres, it'll force him to be ridden cold. And we saw what he did first up. He came with a big, big run, um, reeled off some of the best sectionals of the entire day. So I think Class 3, I think he's better than Class 3 company. I think he can win that race. Um, hopefully we get a little bit of a price because he lost last start. Anything else? Any other bets before we... a massive we... price to get involved. He's not a forgiving man, our Nico. <laughs> oh, like, seriously. You're hurting just as much as I was. Yeah, he led, he led off, last time. Had him going for, like, four figures. Like, fuck off. Yeah, I, I agree, but if he can produce what he produced first up, I think he's going to win. Yeah, well. Anyway, Friday Phillip. Go on, give it to us. Race two, Cranburn. 6.45, so it's be 5.45 Queensland time. We'll be, we'll be well-sourced by then. Extravagant <laughs> choice. Race two, Wiz, my Eustace. This was a horse I backed on debut when it was 2.40 into $1.40. Missed the kick. Never in it. Stormed oh, yeah. home. I remember this Moral thing. beaten. Uh, yeah. It'll be winning. $2.70. Take that, punters. Take and run. But anything else before we get into the podcast multi and wrap up? No, nothing. Alright, quickly do the podcast multi. What is our best bet around the country? I'm going to take Scalapini. It's race four uh, on the Gold Coast, and he is number two with Mark Zara aboard. He's about two dollars eighty now. I'll go. I'll go. Um, I'll go here to shock. Here to shock. Beautiful. What's that? That is. Race seven, number three, Flemington, better than three dollars. Nick, you are Dean Watling already took uh, spacewalk, so do I take Sparta two on the table? I know what'll happen if I take King of Sparta. It'll let me You're know. taking Steel City, aren't you? I'm gonna take Steel City. Steel City or or Soul Choice? You reckon the place? Steel City. No, you don't. You're not very <laughs> confident in Soul Choice. It won't miss a place. <laughs> Every chance his two-year-old doesn't turn up. Nah. $2.50, bet three six five. go and take it, punters. Uh, Hopefully, uh, I've already posted on the story. So, it's into even money elsewhere. We'll get that multi up, four legs. I think we're actually a good chance this week. I actually like the multi. So, prayers. Um, anything else? We don't, we don't actually have any questions this week. So, do we want to do a quick... Any horses we're against? Any other info for the punters? It's been a bit of a rusty pod, but we're still, we're still finding our way back. <laughs> we're half in holiday mode because we're about to get on the plane in the morning. I've got to start packing. I haven't packed yeah. yet either. Oh, I haven't started packing. This is no. proper oh. like the racing show dribble at the end now. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Travis Nico. No, it but actually, we, yeah. do, we, better, we do better touch on it. We will post a, a story, uh, a question story in the morning. We are catching up with Tony Collins tomorrow out at the sales. The, uh, yeah. the Queensland trainer who has won the last nine Premierships in Queensland punters. What time um, are we doing that? We don't. We don't really know yet. We'll just go down to the time. sales, and it'll just be whenever he's got 
free time because we know punters if you've never been to horse sale before it's pretty full on these trainers do the the pre-checks so they're there for about a week before the sales and then they're there pretty much 24 they're probably there 18 hours of the day um during the sales seven days of the week so it's pretty intense stuff hopefully we can just grab him for 20 25 minutes and fire away a couple of questions sweet you're just looking forward to it Mm. Right, beautiful let's sign off there this potty will only just be a tick over an hour so we'll keep it nice and short um, we didn't forget the podcast multi made sure hopefully we can back some winners uh, this Saturday on the Gold Coast Flemington as well uh, and we'll keep in touch we'll be doing a couple of things on the Instagram so tune in there and we'll talk we'll chat soon cheers and if you don't run on my life you must be fried it's an eye for an eye same way it's a life for a life Touch on a man, food or chop on the air, I'll bounce. Shooters on the ride, like come outside. And if you don't run, all my life you must be fresh. It's a eye for a eye, same way it's a life for a life. Touch on a man, food or chop on the air, I'll bounce. Shooters on the ride, like come outside. And if you don't run, all my life you must be fresh. It's a eye for a eye, same way it's a life for a life. Touch on a man, food or chop on the air, I'll bounce. Life, you must be fried. It's a eye for a eye, same way it's a life for a life. Touch on a man, food or touch on the air up binds. Shooters in the ride, like come outside. And if you don't run, on my life, you must be fried. Back and forth, the run ball goes back and forth. It's better you running for back this source. Do a drill, then run from the law. Don't lack at your local store. You can all free to the chest of four. If not, then I'm chinging some more. Grabbing new things and we're drilling some more. More, more. Back and forth, the run ball.